Hello and welcome to Rike's Expat Podcast. This is podcast number 011. And today I'm going to share with you my experiences in meeting both expats and local Filipinos. I've been here in the Philippines now for four years, just a little over four years. And over this time, I've met a lot of expats and a lot of Filipinos. Probably more expats than than most people do. I do a video channel and I do a website and I'm very active on Facebook. Um, I have about 4,600 people on my Facebook list, most of which are expats. And then about there's a big chunk of them that are Filipinas, a few Filipinos. Um, very small amount is actually friends and family comparatively through the whole list. And then there's about... 20, I think it's almost now 21,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. And, and so I've, I've both online and in person interacted with a lot of expats. Now, a lot of the, the interaction I get kind of be categorized as Q&A. I'll get a lot of uh, messages every day asking questions that usually already covered in video or whatever, uh, an article about immigration or fiancés or, or advice about a specific topic. And out of those various inquiries, usually a friendship will occur. I'll, many of them I'll end up then just kind of like keeping tabs with, and they'll drop me a message maybe once a week. So I have a very steady flow of, of messages uh, with people that I'm always expats, that, are, that some of them are living here, and some of them are preparing to come to the Philippines. Now, I guess we'll have to divide the online and then the, the, what they call ITRW, the in the real world people that you actually meet. I'll start with online. Online, again, I meet a lot of expats and interact with them online because of what I do. And I encourage anyone that's going to come to the Philippines or travel to another country, period, to get online. And Facebook is a good way to do this and network with people who are already there and become friends, develop some common ground so that you can ask them just different various details about life there. It's a good way to to gather up information. You can also check out videos and stuff, but it really helps when you know someone and you develop a friendship to be able to personally ask them, well, hey, you know, uh, where where's the best place to bank or how did you solve this particular problem or whatever. Or even get reviews on, well, hey, what's it like at your island? You know, what do you personally like or not like about your island? So that's a that's a good thing to do. So I wouldn't write off online people at all because many of the online relationships that I began that way where they just one day asked me a question and then there was follow-up and then we got a rapport, had things in common. Many of those people are now my friends in real life, people that I see actually almost every day or every week. One of whom is like my buddy Alan, who now lives like about three doors away from me, and we've become really good friends, you know, in person. But it all began online and then, you know, just developed. So it's been a very positive experience. And for you, uh, again, networking online, getting to know other expats, people that are living on the same island that you plan to live on, 
is a good thing and, and it can develop into good personal friendships. Not every time, you know, it's just sort of an organic thing, but many times it can develop into a, a good personal friendship that, that you have in the real world. And, and that's, that's a great thing. I would have to say that overall, if I had to come up with a percentage, 99.5% of the people that I have interacted with online, it's been a very positive and good thing. And I don't know, probably maybe 5 to 10% of those I've actually met in person. And, and then out of those, oh, I'd say about maybe half are people that are at least in the Dumaguete area, which is where I'm at now. And I see them when I go into town, and if I see them at the boardwalk, I'll sit down, we'll talk for an hour. People that I have dinner with and lunch with or share a beer with or do a you know picnic at the beach, that kind of thing. People that I actually do spend time with. It's been very positive, very, very positive. I would have to say it's only half a percent, 0.5, I guess, of of people that online have been negative. And and one reason I've kept that number down so low is because if there are negative, what I call toxic interactions, I just don't deal with them anymore. I block them and I move on and I, I, I really don't feed time with trying to rationalize with a crazy person or a person who has a very negative bias against me or how I live or how I make decisions. If if it bothers them so much who I am and how I live, well then they really shouldn't be spending any time on me. They they should go find something else they enjoy. And to make that easier, I block them. And then I go about my life. So I've kept the number of online people who bother me very very low by just not interacting with them. I don't argue with them, none of that. I just block them and move on and life is much simpler that way. And that way you end up with 99.5% of the people in your life being a positive influence, uh, even if it's just online. Now, in person, in the real world, I guess looking back over the four years, I would have to say that it's been practically mm, almost the same percentages. Um, maybe 99% and then 1% bad. 99% of the people that I have met who are expats from various countries, everywhere from Russia, geez, everywhere, just all over, Australia, Canada, United States, UK, just everywhere. All in all, it's it's always been a very positive and good interaction, even if it's just briefly. Just the other day, I, I needed eggs for breakfast, and so I walked down to my usual Sorry Sorry store, and they only had one egg. So I I went to the next Sorry Sorry store, and they were closed. So then I was walking back, and then I realized, oh, guy, there's this other Sorry Sorry store that I never even stop by. I usually just drive right by it. So I, I was actually walking, and I thought, well, okay, I'm walking. I'm going to pass by it. I may as well see if they got some eggs. And as soon as I came up to the window... The guy who came up was an expat who was, he owned, he was, uh, not owned, but he, um, was renting the house and with it came the Sorry Sorry store. So he and his wife were running the Sorry Sorry store and immediately he recognized me from my video channel. 
and he didn't know that I lived in the area, and so we started talking, and a uh, really cool guy. So I, I bump into a lot of people like that where it's just a really good, positive experience. It might be in the middle of my travels, like, for instance, when I went to Boracay, I got on the, the little small plane. It's only about a 30-minute, 20-minute ride uh, there from Cataclan over to Boracay. And just waiting in line to get on the plane, I ran into two more viewers. And and we ended up hanging out later the next night and going out to a club and whatever. But, um, you know, it's it's always been a very positive kind of thing, overwhelmingly, like 99%. Now, the 1%, I'll spend a little time talking about that, the 1% really is like 1%, maybe even not a full 1%, who have been just negative, bad interaction. One example is uh, I was at a nightclub one time, and I was there with my date, and essentially I won't go into all the details, but basically this other expat was just being a real jerk-off. You know, he was like throwing, he was wrapping up, just extremely juvenile, he was like wadding up napkins and throwing it at my back and throwing it at her back when, when we were turned around. And then I'd turn around and he'd be, you know, just acting stupid and whatever. So it, it got kind of close to us just having to to settle it outside, but the bouncer was able to kind of calm the whole thing down. But, you know, you will run into idiots in situations like that when you're out at a nightclub and you got drunk people who just act like idiots when they get drunk. So that's that's one thing. And and that leads me into I would say whether you run into good expats or bad ones, a lot of it has to do with where you hang out. For instance, I got a buddy of mine about 3 times a week he goes golfing and the guys that he hangs out with, they're other wealthy expats, they're they're Filipinos who are are rich Filipinos. They are businessmen. They are some, I think one of them is like the mayor of Bakong. Another one is, um, an ex, ex governor or something like that. I forget, but a lot of political figures. It's about eight of them, I guess, that get together and they golf three, three times a week. And it's, it's been a very positive way for him to just have a good time and relax with these guys and golf and they have lunch and they network and they help each other out. And it's, it's been a very positive thing for him. And then I have another buddy of mine. He he has a business out in Makati. He's a single guy, so he has time to to go and he loves to smoke cigars and so he will go to a cigar club and and there's a certain group of guys that he knows who are all at that same level. They're all very industrious businessmen and and they're just sort of all on the same social strata and they have a lot in common. And and it's again, you know, a very positive experience for him to to interact with these various uh, expats. Now, on the other hand, you know, I've had uh, some some bad interactions with with expats in person, and 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 I was thinking about it earlier. I was out by the beach, just kind of chilling out, getting my thoughts together, and I was trying to think. Well, what do these malcontent, bad expat interactions i mean what do they have in common and and the only thing i could really come to is that the majority of expats that come here and, and i will say it's the majority they're coming here for a better way of life a happier way of life a more casual relaxed enjoyable way of life 
But then there are expats who come here for totally other reasons. They come here because they don't even function well in their own society. They come here because they've pretty much burned all the bridges, either emotionally or legally, back in their own country. And so they hide out here. There's guys who come here strictly because they can't survive financially back in their own country. And so they're here in the country, not because they want to be necessarily, but because they really can't afford to be anywhere else. And they're unhappy. And they they wish everything was like back home. And they complain. And they're just irate and unhappy. And you add to that the fact that these guys tend to be very set in their ways. As they get older, rather than, than becoming wiser and learning how to adapt with new information, they're not those kind of people. These are the kind of people that made up their mind what the world is like back when they were 25, and they never changed it. They're just stubborn. Even though a lot of what they thought was true about the world back when they were 25 has changed, or they've had plenty of time to adapt and learn and grow, they haven't. They're like sort of emotionally and mentally stunted. So all that's really happened is with these kind of negative guys is that time has passed, they've become even more set in their ways, and nobody's going to change their mind. In fact, if you even tell them or suggest or infer that they might be wrong, they come unglued. So these kind of people are very hard to get along with. They're hard to even share a beer with. So depending on where you hang out when you come to the Philippines will have a lot to do with how many of these kind of expats you bump into. Now, a lot of these guys, they're not very adventurous. They don't want to, they don't want to be out hiking. They don't want to go to a, a hot springs. They don't want to be out at the beach. What they want to do is get up every day and hang out at the bar. Now, I'm not saying that every guy that hangs out at the bar is a bad guy. I know some guys that do that and they're really cool people. They, they meet at the beer garden at say 5 p.m. out of Moabual and they're a bunch of cool guys and, eh, they talk a little bit about politics and they shuck and they jive and they have a fun time. And that's all cool. But that also happens to be where a lot of these malcontents hang around like lazy vultures. Again, you're not going to find them out hiking. You're not going to see them out at some cultural center or a museum. You're not going to see them uh, checking out some fine dining. These guys are pretty much lacking ambition. They just they just want to drink all day and complain. And like that old saying, uh, birds of a feather flock together, they will find other whiners and complainers, and then they, they develop a clique. And that's the kind of guys that you pretty much want to stay away from. When you identify a clique that is just whining and complaining, your best bet is to go find something else to do. Go find another bar to hang out. Find better people to hang out with. Because I can tell you that when the power goes out and there's nothing to do, I can hunt down a couple buddies of mine and we'll just all hang out at the beach all day. And and we have a great time. It's very positive and, and good conversation and we're laughing and goofing around and, and enjoying some food and the kids are playing. and I mean, it's a great day. So... 
if you want to enjoy your your time, your leisure time in the Philippines, a lot of it's going to do have to do with the people you hang out with. Now, aside from where you hang out and who you hang out with, there's a couple of little things which eh, I guess it's common sense, but it's worth noting. When you do find a good group of friends that live local and and your neighbors and whatever, there's there's kind of like this unwritten gentleman's expat code, if you want to call it. And it kind of includes these these different things. We're all here to relax and enjoy our retirement and enjoy being with usually the the girlfriend or wife that they happen to be with and and you know just kind of like enjoy life here in the Philippines. And and while it's great to see each other and pop by each other's patio and you know maybe talk for about half an hour or whatever uh for the most part we do respect each other's privacy. If we're going to stop by if it's more than half an hour or we plan on it being more than half an hour Eh, it's usually polite to just send a text or give a call and say, "Hey, you got you got anything going on?" I was thinking we could hang out for an hour or two. Uh, just in the last two weeks, three times I've gotten together with friends of mine that text me and they were like, "Hey, do you got you know you got some time? Uh, why don't we meet at a there's a resort near here? Uh, why don't we meet over at the you know Bambulo Resort and we'll we'll just kind of hang out." And and so I know that it's not going to be just a 15, 20 minute thing. So I, I go ahead and I allow for it. So it's just kind of a courtesy thing, you know, as you, um, you know, you just kind of let them know, hey, I'd kind of like to hang out with you for a while. And then it's great. Then I go there already, you know, usually when I go to meet somebody, I plan on two to three hours. You know, we can just talk about everything. And so it's great. You know, we, we sit and, well, I don't drink that much, but, uh, I'll have some buco juice and maybe some fish and chips and, and, and we'll talk and we'll get caught up and, you know, maybe pass advice back and forth or bounce ideas off each other. Uh, it's great. But I, I go knowing that I'm probably going to spend two or three hours doing that. So yeah, it's just kind of, you know, how we do things. Another thing is just sort of a natural thing. Usually single guys will hang out with single guys and, and couples will hang out with couples. And then families will hang out with families. Once in a while, there's there's exceptions to that. When I was single and had no girlfriend, I was invited, actually by quite a few Filipinos, to visit their house and because they were having like a birthday party or a fiesta or whatever. And it was just an off-the-cuff thing. It wasn't like there was any agenda or anything they had going. And I should probably now transition into my interaction with Filipinos. Now, overall, again, I would say that it's been highly, highly positive. The the negative instances that I've had with Filipinos can probably count on one hand. I mean, there was the one time that I was walking late at night in Cebu and, and I was attacked by three muggers, but those are not your everyday Filipino. Those are three criminals, uh, no different than any criminal in any other country. These are guys who are just bad news from, from morning to evening. They're just bad news. So there was that instance. I had my house broken into in Wall but again, it was criminals. There was a bunch of high school kids that decided to, to rob my place. But those were two instances. I mean, in four years. 
whereas I met so many other Filipinos that, like for instance, when I drove from Cebu all the way down to Argao and I was asking for directions, you know, I had so many people that they were practically ready to go 20 miles out of their way. I'm not kidding. To, to get me back to car car and, uh, which was north. I had passed my turn. And, uh, you know, but I told him, well, no, that's, that's not necessary. I, you know, just point me in the right direction down the highway and I'll, I'll get it from there. Uh, I mean, just really people that went out of their way to give me good directions and tell me, you know, okay, when you see the Jolly Bee in the roundabout, make sure you go west and, you know, all this and then you'll see some mountains and whatever. And so I was like, cool. And like I said, I, when I was out on Bohol, I was walking home and next thing I know, this truck came by and, and they pulled over and they offered me a ride and then they took me to a house where a fiesta was going on. And, and here I am just walking home from the grocery store. It's about a, a 45, 50 minute walk. And these people who lived in the same barangay, they didn't know my name. They knew I lived out there, but they didn't know who, they didn't know me, know me. And next thing I know, they're handing me a plate and they're like, you know, eat. You know, there's a bunch of food on the table and they just said, you know, here, here's a plate and you can get some drink over here. And, and then I sat down and, you know, like three of the older ladies, you know, they started grilling me, you know, so are you married? Do you have a girlfriend? You know, why not? And then, and then, but it was all friendly and good. And, and, and believe it or not, we went to another fiesta after that, like about six houses down the way and had lechon and pancit and spaghetti and all this. So really great hospitality. Another time, we were invited to a fiesta that was like 45 minutes away. It was like the uh, a girlfriend's friend was having a birthday party. And so they said, well, yeah, the four of you, why don't you come out here? We'll even meet you at the, the main road and guide you in the little side path, like a goat path, really, uh, that led to their house. We got there and, and just very hospitable, uh, wonderful experience. We, you know, we all had food like we was just one big family. I mean, it was, it was really a great experience. I mean, I didn't know any of these people and everybody was just really nice. So I've had a lot of great experiences, even just walking when my bike was out for three weeks. I did a lot of walking again and just the nicest people. You know, as I'm walking down the road, old ladies, they'll just smile and kind of wave at you and as you're passing. And, you know, kids, I mean, I'm surprised at how many kids, Filipino kids that are like uh, four years old, five years old, up to whatever they are, like nine or something. You'll be passing, just walking on the road. They're going the other direction and and they're all like, hi, hi, all smiley and everything. And and it's it's really cool. I mean, overall, I would have to say, again, about 98% of my interactions with Filipinos have been very positive. Now, 2% of the time, eh, you know, I've had, I've had some older female Filipino women cut in front of me in line at the mall, which that's just rude no matter who does it. You know, so there, there's instances like that. But again, I'd have to say 98% of the time, everybody's very friendly. I mean, you go to any business uh, where they have security guards, and the security guards do their very best to be congenial and in a good mood. It's not like security guards back in the States. Those guys want to act tough and kind of give the impression, well, I'm not really a cop, but I'm going to be a cop. You know, just sort of this attitude. 
Here, the security guards are totally different. Here, the security guards, I mean, if you stop a security, if you're going into a 7-Eleven or anywhere and you see a security guard and you stop and you ask him, uh, I mean, for one thing, he'll probably greet you. He'll say, you know, good evening, sir. And very polite. And, and if you stop and you ask a security guard, hey, uh, uh, where, where could I find a nice sports bar? Or where could I find a good Mexican restaurant or whatever? I mean, they will just take the time to tell you, oh, oh, you gotta go try this place, just go down the street and you'll see this, you'll see that, they'll give you good directions. I mean, very, very helpful. Um, that's, if you hear that, that's, that's a tuco, by the way. It's a teeny little gecko that makes this tuco sound. There he goes. Usually they'll go on like that for about 10, 15 times. He's just horning in on the, program here outside the window but um anyways yeah the security guards they're here they're very helpful and so it's it's just been a very positive overall experience so i i guess my whole point in this to kind of wrap this up is that every once in a while you will hear a horror story You'll hear a horror story about some bad Filipina ex-girlfriend who just totally burned some guy. You'll hear some horror story about some Filipino guys that got all bent out of shape with a guy because he wouldn't buy them any red horse. You'll hear various bad interactions. And then you'll also hear about fights with some other expat at a bar or, or fights out on the street. You know, in fact, on my channel, I have a video of two idiots out there, two expats, attempting to fight each other. It looked totally ridiculous. And you'll hear those things once in a while. And those kind of stories get passed again and again and again and again so many times that you would think it's the majority, but it's not. I'm just telling you it's not. It Just like the bad girl stories, those get passed around a lot. The fact is that, I was, again, I would say that, you know, easily 98, 95% of the expats and Filipinos that I've met over the last four years has been a very positive experience. It's added to the whole adventure here. It, it's really been a really good experience. and And I think a lot of it has to do with just mutual respect just sort of acknowledging hey you're cool i'm cool we're cool we're okay and everything works out pretty good the vast majority of the time so hope that's of some kind of i don't know peek into what it's been like here in the philippines and we'll talk about something else next week i'll see you then bye-bye